What is up? And welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs. Doing one kind of on the fly because usually we give you a little bit more time between installments, but we've got important people in town. We need to get in on the podcast and we need questions to be answered that that just they're floating around online. We see them. We know you guys need them answered. You guys may not have had time to get them in. So PJ is going to be the one asking the very lovely Kristen Graham <laughs> all of the questions we all want to know today. So um, I would say give a round of applause, but I don't think we're quite there on that like talk show host <laughs> level yet. Maybe maybe if we get a, a couple more subscribers on the uh, the podcast, we could start adding like artificial applause in the background. We'll have something. to get a guy like Howard Stern has just does pumps just, and yeah, a sound guy. Yeah, just a soundboard dude. Soundboard dude. Yeah, you think I'm important? I like that. You yeah. are important. There'll Absolutely. be no living with me now. Well, um, <laughs> it's very important to make sure that we, we pump up your intro because we've all seen the type of weight you can lift online, and I just don't want you to put me into a headlock. <laughs> I, I would like to get in some sort of lock from her, but I'd, ref- <laughs> I'd prefer a scissor lock, personally. Headlocks really aren't my thing, but I could totally lift up your car. True, true. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so, for starters, before we get into all the fun stuff that I'm going to talk about with K Graham today... I, what I wanted to do was tell the story of um, how we met. So for starters, also, let me go backtrack even a little further. She literally just got here. She just flew in. So thank you for coming right into the podcast studio with the podcast penis on the wall right there. I don't know if you noticed that. I I did notice that. Um, We do that for the ladies. So um, (laughs) this was, uh, so this was planned out a while ago but wasn't really organized until yesterday uh because i didn't know what was going to happen with um the other people that are coming in that we'll get into in a little bit and um scheduling was a bit confusing and it made sense to only do the podcast today because of logistics of everything that was going on and tomorrow we're going to film a bunch of stuff but I guess by the time this podcast comes out, it won't matter anymore. So I I signed a guy named uh, Robert Kearney, who is uh, the world's strongest gay on Instagram. And he's a professional strongman competitor. And he is coached by Derek Poundstone, who I know from uh, childhood, who's also a legend in strongman. And uh, the world's strongest man was this weekend. And uh, Rob, in his first one, his goal was to make the top 10, and he was on his way there, and then he kind of f- fell off on the last day. And he was super bummed. He ended up 13, but he's the 13th strongest man in the world is, is still pretty damn awesome. So we're going to have those guys in to do a bunch of strongman stuff, but what I thought would be really awesome is I wanted to find a way to introduce our world to strongman Um in a, in a different way than just saying, hey, these guys are strong men. And so I figured, why don't I bring the strongest girl that I know, who everybody already knows and likes already, and have them basically train her. So I asked Kristen if she would come down, and she said yes. And uh, so she came down just to be able to do these workouts with these guys. I did. <laughs> I definitely did. So how far did you come specifically to pick things up and put them down <laughs> what was it two hours and 45 minutes on an airplane and i Man. legged it yesterday so that was boom yeah you're not you're not afraid to say where you're from right no i'm from new jersey tom's river new jersey see we had a guest on here that did not want anybody to know 
I think everybody knows where that. she was from. The last one? No, remember I said to a certain guest, like, oh, you're from Tom's River, New Jersey. And then she was like, can you guys edit that part out? Hmm, I, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time recalling it, but. I mean. I think I know who you're talking about. It's Just okay. We, we'll very talk about small, it. young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't want to say it because then Eric's going to have to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll make it Eric's job. Uh, but I was like, oh, sorry. I mean, I don't know. There might be stalkers out there in Times River, New Jersey. But in, in K. Graham don't care. Probably has like her location on Snapchat active so they can just find her anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Boom. Um, how about that? If you're a girl, turn your location off on Snapchat. It's yeah. It's worrisome. It is. Um, <laughs> Snapchat. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, we don't, we don't want to uh, – waste too much time bantering so uh k graham's been with us for a while and um i met her at the olympia right mm -hmm. and um i always whenever i meet people at the arnold or the olympia it's always like a blur like either i met you at the arnold or the olympia and people are always like no it was the arnold or no it was the olympia but they're like the same for me um so i met uh k graham at the i'm gonna tell a very like true and funny story so i met K Graham at the Olympia. And when she came over to me, I believe that you were with John Bartolo and a couple other people were standing around. And John Bartolo is like the gun guy. And I forget who else was standing around. Do you remember who you were with? I was with Tony from Real World Tactical. That's why. So Tony is always with John. And so she was with Tony from Real World Tactical. John was talking to him. And then... I said hi to those guys, and then so when I saw uh, Kristen standing there, I thought two things. One, this girl's really hot, and two, she's probably a fucking asshole because she has that CrossFit, like, I'm, I'm tough look. And I oh, got a car type thing. I'll be honest with you, most of them are kind of, like, douchey. They really are. It's like they have this like chip on their shoulder. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, yes. And I, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why that they're like that. Because in my head, I'm like, I think that you're hot. You should like me. I'm I'm your fan. Uh, <laughs> but she uh, pleasantly surprised me because she was super nice and super friendly. And when she walked away in my brain, I was like, I'm going to make that girl a part of Blackstone Labs. And... Uh, then what happened? I don't even, it, we didn't, it didn't happen overnight. There was a little bit of a process. Well, you gave it. me your card and we were talking on Instagram for, I mean, like almost immediately. I think I DM'd you like right after that and you got right back to me and we were just going back and forth the whole Olympia weekend after that. Yep. But I didn't, when did I actually sign you on to Blackstone? Do you remember when it was? Officially? Yeah. January. Yeah. So we, I had to feel her out for a while. Uh, but I actually just kept liking her more and more. So then we signed her in uh, January, and we've been doing videos with Joe Reiser that are really cool. Mm -hmm. And um, she does a lot of really neat stuff that I don't know if you guys know all about it. So I wanted to get her on here and uh, let you guys know who K. Graham really is. And and, and uh, I call everybody by their Instagram names, by the way. That's why I keep calling her K. Graham. Um Makes it I, easier to find them on IG later, too. Yeah, well, people come up to me all the time, and they're like, hey, uh, it's me, Jason. And I'm like, uh... And they're like, Gunslinger44. And I'm like, oh, what's up, dude? How are you? So, like, that's actually something I was just going to say when you're talking about the Olympian, the Arnold. It's like now that we've I've done, you know, nowhere near as many as you, but I've done enough for myself that, like, to be honest, I have a really bad 
<clears throat> really hard time with like linear time memory in my brain. <laughs> so like, I'm not one of these people that could be like, oh, in 2001, I was doing this. And yeah. in summer of 2004, I did this. I don't remember that. Like, I don't know what time it was. You know, I don't, I can't do that. So like people will be like, yeah, I met you at the Olympia like this year. I'm like, sure. We did. Absolutely. Definitely remember your face, but the time frame, I have no idea. So then it was for a while when I first started going, you know, people would come up and be like, oh, my name is Jason. I'd be like, what's your Instagram name? Gunslinger44. Oh, yeah. Now I know. But now there's so many Instagram names yeah. at this point that it's like, okay, are you Gunslinger under, underscore 4476? <laughs> or like, I actually am having a hard time keeping track of the Instagram names at this yep. point where it's like, I ask you, oh, well, what's your Instagram name? And like, then it doesn't help anymore. My face is still the same. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, so the, now what? The, the moral of the story is if you want to make it easy or even possible. Even possible. To, for us to remember you, you should probably change your Instagram to just your actual name. There you go. That's why mine is yeah. mine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I think that people should do anyway, or something close to your actual name, uh, because you want people to remember your name. I agree. Um, all right. So you're a wife, you're a mom, and you're jacked, but how did your fitness journey start? Because you didn't just walk into the gym jacked. There's a whole like progression. So how did it all start? Um, well... I guess the fitness started because I had my daughter and I was 205 pounds, if you could picture that. When you first got pregnant, how much did you weigh? So I was 125 pounds when I found out I couldn't get pregnant. Okay. Which anybody that's into fitness, I used to run a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was super, super lean, tried to figure out nutrition, which is now why I love doing people's diets. But I couldn't get pregnant. I was eating a very limited diet and ran all the time and it was 125 pounds I had to put on weight so i had to study how to put on weight because the doctor was like let's just do all these you know medicines and do all these treatments and just get you pregnant how much were you running um so most people don't know chris, <laughs> a little laugh was yeah. like <laughs> yeah so most people don't know um my husband chris he, he was a cop mm -hmm. and we always always worked opposite schedules so our joke used to be that that was why our relationship was so great because we never saw each other. So it we works. had to do really well. Work, yeah. So when he retired, I was like, oh, wow, we're going to figure out like if we actually were going to get a divorce. Do we now. like each other like, or not? Yeah. See you more than but twice because a week. we were on opposite <laughs> schedules, we I would run in the morning before work and I did P90X. If you remember that. Yeah, of course. Back in the day. That's so funny because yeah. our last guest, Mike, was just talking about P90X. Tony yeah. He's from Connecticut, by the yes. way. Yeah. So I did the P90X. I ran in the morning. I would run like a mile. We'd run on my lunch break at work. I would run about four miles. Jeez. And then I would come home and I would run because I had nothing else to do. So I'd run like about six miles. So I was hitting 10 plus miles a day Damn, every, every day. day. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have a good relationship with food either. Anytime I ate something, I was like, oh my God, I have to go for a run. Did you ever do off. a marathon? No. I did a bunch of 5Ks. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really like running to compete. It just, it was how I was just staying really lean. Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward, I had um, cells in my cervix when I was younger. They didn't know if I'd be able to hold the baby, all these issues. So I couldn't do any fitness while I was pregnant. And then I thought that was like, I can have Big Macs and milkshakes and I can eat all this stuff that I couldn't eat before. So I did went on that train, 205 pounds after Kylie was born. Wow. It was really bad. Really, really bad. When you were at like 200, 200 and the baby still wasn't there yet? Um, 
I was 205 right before she was born. She was seven pounds. So I held on to 180 pounds Damn. when I got into CrossFit. When you when when you were <laughs> that heavy, mm-hmm. were you just like, did you were you just like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat whatever I want. Excuse I know. I was so miserable. Really? I was so miserable. How much were you eating? <laughs> Chris will laugh because um, I say this all the time. I just say, well, I was eating a lot of watermelon, and that's what I would tell my doctor when I would <laughs> go to my visits. I ate a lot of watermelon. Um, but he would say like, no, you were having, I was having like ice cream every night yeah. and that kind of stuff. But the rest of the day I was pretty clean. Like that's when I got the addiction. I eat like, um, carrots and peanut butter. Anytime you see me in a competition, it's carrots and peanut butter. That's like my go-to hmm. thing. You I dip know. the carrot I dip into the, the carrots into the peanut butter. There's so but many that better was things a, that you could put in peanut butter than a carrot. That was a big thing when I was pregnant. I craved it. So I feel like the carrot would, would ruin the peanut butter. It's yeah. so good. It's sweet. It's crunchy. It's really good. It's so <laughs> weird, but. I like know. celery and peanut butter. I do. I like celery I and peanut, like peanut butter. butter. And then I put so, chicken on so top. So I want to go back to this whole. Wait, wait. You said <laughs> celery, peanut butter, and chicken? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have seen a lot of girls put peanut yeah. butter on their chicken. I want to go back to the 200-pound uh, thing because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, my mom actually got up to 200 pounds with one of my sisters. And my mom's a small lady, too. So what I, wa- what I always wonder, like, I also I, I like I wonder this a lot with very fat people. And I'm, I'm not trying to offend whoever's listening to this because somebody will get offended. Is like. It's like what we do here. Yeah, we offend people. So <laughs> when you get to a point where you stop caring, right? Because mm-hmm. like myself, right? Whenever I'm like bulking, as they call it in the in the, in the meathead world, <laughs> there's always a point where I'm like, I am disgusting. It's called cultivating mass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds professional. And I can't I can't like go any farther than that, right? So I had a buddy and his his wife uh she stayed super like fit for her whole pregnancy. And so at like seven months in, she had only gained like 20 pounds. And then all of a sudden there was like this shift and she gained like 10 pounds, like fairly fast. And I was at the house and she was just like crushing a whole thing of ice cream. And I was like watching her doing it and I didn't say anything. Fuck yeah. And then the next night I was over there and um, she was like, Hey, can you, can you bring me that um, pint of ice cream? And so he gave her the ice cream and I watched her just like eat like the whole thing. And as she got to the bottom of it, I was just like watching her and she goes, what? And I go, you just don't care anymore, huh? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you just don't care. Like you're just fucking crushing pints of ice cream every night now. And she's like, I just want this goddamn baby out. (laughs) And so like, I guess for a pregnant woman in her head, she was like, I just want this baby out. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. And maybe then I'll get back into like my fitnessy stuff after. But like, if you're not having a baby, what is like the the excuse to just not turn back? Just you know, fuck it. once you're like a hundred pounds too heavy to just like keep on going. Like when you watch like these like my six hundred pound life shows mm-hmm. and stuff, like that psychological side that where you're just gonna not shut off and be like, you know what, I'm not gonna eat these five burgers anymore. I can tell you, not that I've done it, but I know for a fact that to get that big. It's got to be just as hard yeah. as getting that big, putting on muscle. It's got to be just as hard eating that amount to get that big. So there's no like thing that could possibly be driving you more than the flavor of that motherfucking ice cream. Yeah, I mean, because like I think a lot like when you're when you're pregnant, your hormones change a lot. Mm-hmm. So some of the weird cravings are are like hormone based. Yeah, but like 
did you just eat the whole time or was I, there a point? Yeah. I just, yeah. Cause I was so restricted. I always kept myself so restricted that when I could eat or if I felt like, okay, I can eat now. I just ate. I was like, screw it. Were you I, not I exercising? had Big Macs. I wasn't allowed. Oh, at all. Right. So you so went from running I went from, 10 miles every day to just eating. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, when you go from, and I totally That's understand so now funny. when people say, you know, I can't work out. I worked out my whole life and I, I literally can't. It's like, you got to find something that you can yeah. do because it mentally just messed me up so bad. Like being pregnant, I, we, I was done. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Never. It was so terrible. For and me. you haven't. And I haven't. And yeah. I won't. So. And how old's your daughter? My daughter's seven. And in seven years, have you ever thought, maybe I'll try this again? No. 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 And One we, and it done. It's funny. We said, we always said, we'll have two kids. That's what we wanted. And we both like wouldn't lock eyes. It was like, he knew it was coming. Like, this is like two years apart. This would be really good for her. And we wouldn't even like look at each other. It's like, I didn't even want, I like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't get me pregnant. I want to have nothing to do with this. And then one day we looked at each other and he's like, I really don't want to do it again. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I don't want to do it again Worked either. Yeah. I, I would love to just have, have one child and just be one like, is you, easy. you're the spoiled one. Yeah. All my friends, they're like, one is easy. And then as soon as they have the second one, they all like, two is so much harder. Two is so much harder. It's like double team. Yeah. Like why, why do girls want more than one? I don't understand it. Honestly, I wish that I was an only child. Yo, <laughs> I right. fucking Hold wish on. that shit. Now that we're on this Excuse topic, my language. I uh, so you know, all right, this is gonna go however it's gonna go. I got a new barber; he's amazing. Okay, so I sit down in his chair and we start talking. He starts asking me all all my questions, all the questions about my life, and so you know, of course, towards the end of it, I was like, you know, what about you? Like, you know, you said you have, you have kids or whatever. I was like, how many kids do you have? He's like, well, I have two boys now. I have one on the way. And we're gonna try for three more. I was like, I just Whoa. turned, I, yo, I turned around in the chair and I looked at him and I was like, Oh, my belly aches. What are what are you? He goes Dominican. I was like, That makes sense. So. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know, who else does that? Like, and a lot of people may not know this. Jewish people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They try to just crank out babies. Yep. But, my my old partner wanted to have six kids. That was his goal, and he has what three or four, three already. Uh, but now, see, I think that, like, for instance, like him, like in the way he was talking about his kids, like he does it because he really loves his kids and he wants to have a big family. You know what I'm saying? The like, Dominican. Guy. You have yes. to have that. Yes. I guess persona about you, like want the kids, want the big family. He really um, want, like I can tell just by the way he was talking about his little boys that he just loves them so much. He's like, I could be at work making more money and saying, oh, I'm working to give them a better future. He's like, or I could just go and hang out with my kids. Or like, I could make more kids and have less money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like by the end of talking to him, I was like, wow, I can't comprehend how on earth you would ever like want five or six kids. But holy shit, that's pretty fucking amazing that you love them that much because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that first one and be like, that's it. No more. If I have, a boy, I, if I have a boy on the first one. <laughs> Done. It, like what will probably happen is I'll have a girl and I'm going to be like, God damn it. God. And then I'll try again. And if I don't have a boy, then I'm going to stop after that. Yeah. No, I, I don't want more than one at all. And Tara's like, yeah, at least two. I'm like. No. I think that, like, a lot of people say, like, my dad was an only child, right? And so a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, like, you know, when you're an only child, like, you don't learn how to, like, interact with people the right way. I'm like, oh, my dad's the nicest guy that I ever met. So not having brothers and sisters didn't fuck him up. And he got to have all the shit from the parents. That's right. That's what I want. I want to yeah. share shit with my sisters and my brother, and they yeah. take time away. Fuck that. Um, so I think that... uh <laughs> 
I think it's funny that you guys were both just like, yeah, we're 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 good, we're we're done, <laughs> yeah, we're done, done with this. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, we never had that conversation. I wasn't sure what what the game plan was with that. I have a lot of friends though that um they say that they want to have multiple kids or three kids or whatever and then as soon as they have the second one they're like this is Jesus horrible Christ. yeah it's a major major difference yeah. i never thought about fucking changing a diaper while the other one was shitting in the living room oh you know, it's funny because my buddy is like i thought one would occupy the other and it's not like that at all they're both doing completely different shit <laughs> and uh it's like i thought they went together like pairs these two are like opposites my my, oh, my my plan on it now that i'm a little older my plan's a little different than it was when i was when i was younger now that i'm older I told Marissa the other day, I was like, look, if when you're 30, we still don't have children yet, then I will put together a plan. She's like, when I'm 30, I'm like, you're fucking 27, relax. And she's like, but my biological clock is ticking. I'm like, well, you, you, I know you don't know that much about let the human that, body. So relax. Take a little longer. relax. This isn't 1940. <laughs> let it tick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I will come off the testosterone and I will do a pregnancy protocol that involves HCG and other uh, you know, drugs necessary to make my sperms swim the right way and we'll do it like that. Now, if it happens in between then, then that's great. Like, fine with me, it's cool, I'm old enough where you know, hopefully if I'm not in jail after January, I can I can have kids the right way. That's a joke, by the way, to anybody who's listening. Um, and also kind of a fuck you to everybody that thinks so. <laughs> yes, it's a little <laughs> bit of both. Um, so I, I don't, I don't look at it as a plan anymore. Like when I was younger, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start having kids when I'm like 30. Um, and then when 30 came around, I was like, man, I should probably try to get a girlfriend one of these days. <laughs> um, and then my sisters and brother started cranking out babies. And my mom was like, when are you going to have a baby? And I was like, I don't know. I can't even find a girl that I like. And so now my, my mindset is way different where I definitely want to be a dad for sure. And if it happens like naturally whatever i get is going to determine what i go do going forward because if i get a boy i will get a vasectomy immediately after that's my plan you're like i'm actually not even going to leave the hospital from when he's born i'm just going to go yeah. straight into I'm like, while, we're, <laughs> while, while we're here and i know that's like marissa that will make her upset but i feel like if you get a boy on your first shot that's like winning the lotto. The doctor's going to come in and be like, have you picked a name yet? You're going to be like, his name is Philip Jr. And <laughs> where do I go for the second? <laughs> is there a waiting room or should I just get naked here? I feel, though, that I'm definitely going to have a daughter. And it stresses me out already. You know, Chris wanted a boy so bad, so bad. And when we saw the ultrasound, it was very, very clearly a girl. Mm -hmm. And he looked disappointed. And I knew he was disappointed. And when we did briefly talk about having another one he said he would prefer to have another girl he'd like the boy thing was he was over it huh. having a girl was so special well hmm. he, he, yeah. he got he got he got bit by the bug bit by the girl yeah. bug he definitely did he's like at first he's like looking at the ultrasound screen like are, are we are we sure this he is ours mad. Yeah. This, <laughs> one, this one's ours it's not confused somehow all of the parents that i know that have both boys and girls i've never met a single one that said that the boys were harder than the girls. They always say the girls are harder. Of course. Always. Carly's so easy. Well, you only have one, thankfully. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but if you also had a boy, you might be like, you know what? She's a pain in the ass. Oh, she's so good. Because I thought that I I thought that I was bad. And I thought my brother was kind of bad too. But my mom was like, You guys were a breeze compared to your sisters. Cause they're a different kind of bad. Yeah. 
They're a different kind of bad. They're more more stressful kind of bad. Going out with boys, doing stupid ass shit. Also, my sisters were like constantly like talking back to my mom. They were like mm. they they got to that age where it was like. 13 once you push off that cliff there's no coming back yeah i i feel like boys don't do that no. like maybe they might do it with their dad a little bit but i think most boys aren't like that with their moms where like a lot of girls they get to that it's like 13 ish where they want to talk back to their moms and like give their moms attitude i see it a lot with with people that i know who have kids and i think that gets super frustrating for the moms that are like, what happened to my sweet angel? Now she's talking back to me and telling me I'm wrong and yelling at me and, and stuff. My sisters did that a lot. My mom would just give them a crack, boom, and uh, set them straight most of the time. But it didn't make them stop. They were they were like brats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, obviously I would prefer to have a boy if I have to pick one. And just because I think it would be easier for me to pass on my knowledge to a boy than it would be for me to pass on my knowledge to a girl. Yeah, I got much better knowledge for a boy than me for too. a girl. Like, what am I going to teach my daughter how to be slutty? Yeah. I can <laughs> teach her that really good. Yeah. That's <laughs> – I don't even know how I would do there. Uh, but I do know one thing, like, because I, I didn't grow up with my dad, but I remember one time I was on a phone call with my dad that – was supposed to be him reprimanding me for like coming home late because like my mom had gotten frustrated and was like that's it I'm gonna call your father I'm like he hasn't been around for 18 years what's he gonna do like and I'm on the phone with him and he's like he's like what is she worried about you're gonna come home pregnant and I'm like yeah, I guess that's yeah. that's the way you see it bud like, my wow. my uh my mom used to give my little brother condoms once once she knew that he was having sex she used to just buy him condoms and be like please use these yeah um but like. There's no way that they would be doing that with my little sisters. No. Right? Yeah. You can't. Total double with, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. With a, with a boy, you're like, you know, yeah. you're going to go out and do it one way or another. Like, please at least be safe. With a girl, you're just like, don't, 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 don't let me see anybody looking at you or touching you or doing anything. <laughs> Fucking stay inside. I'm putting I'm, a lock on the door. I'm six years older than my brother. And it was like, he had no restrictions. And I was, yep. they were so hard on me. Yeah. My sister's 11 years older than me. And my sister was not allowed to get away with anything nothing and i got away with everything <laughs> there was just i remember <laughs> many many situations where my sister was just sitting there looking at my mom and looking at me she's like you would have killed me if i did this when i was 12 what do you mean yeah but thank god that parents are like that because yeah. this world would be a crazy place if girls are just running around doing whatever the hell they want you know it'd be scary there'd be a lot of aids everywhere there'd be a lot of weird shit going on even weirder shit that's going on right, now. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Weirder shit that's going on now. So, all right. So, back on track. Uh, so, after you had, uh, so you went, you had the baby and went to 180. I was holding about 180. Yeah, I couldn't lose any more weight. I tried running. I went back on P90X, but nothing. Was how long off. after? Uh, how long after birth did, were you back in the gym? Um, I think what was it like four weeks? Oh, that's fast. Yeah, I mean it was um like. Whatever the normal usually they say was. six weeks. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that's what it was. It wasn't all, like I, I didn't wait any longer. As soon as mm -hmm. they said I could do stuff, I, I went right out and started working out again. But it, the weight just wouldn't come off. It was terrible, and I was more depressed. I just like just kept getting like more and more depressed, and then I wouldn't eat. And you know how that goes. You mm -hmm. don't eat, and then you don't lose weight. So that stinks. And then my sister came over one day, and I had the baby in the in the carrier. I'll never forget. I had the baby in the carrier. I was doing P90X in my living room. And every time she would, like, coo, I would go over to her. 
and I was doing push-ups and um, I mean you guys can't see this because I'm it's a podcast, but my push-ups were like this. Like they, I was the like, people that are watching the video. <laughs> yeah, we'll like, see it there okay. on, on YouTube. So, yeah. I, like I would go like a couple inches, and I'm like 25, 26. My sister was like, "You didn't do one push-up yet. Like, what are you doing?" That's awesome that your sister's critiquing. She your called me out, but she was she was doing CrossFit the whole uh. time I was pregnant. She was doing CrossFit, which made me even more upset about the I'm gaining all this weight and she's getting leaner and more fit. Is she older or younger? She's younger. Oh, that's I'm even the worse. That's even worse. Yeah. That's, that yeah. So I'm like, you look amazing. Like the best you've ever looked and I look like this. So I was like, all right, let me try this stupid CrossFit thing that she's doing at this point. And I never looked back. It was the greatest decision I ever made. Does she still do it? Um, No. What happened? She She's dating a guy who has two kids. So she does... She goes to a regular gym now, and she does like little metcons and stuff. But how good of shape was she in when she was doing it? Um, she looked phenomenal. She was. I'm just curious yeah. of like your guys' genetics because you look so good, you know. So if she did too. Me and my brother, I think, look a lot more alike. Um, our builds are, I guess, more similar. Um, my sister's taller than me. She's like five eight. Oh wow. So we're just yeah. And my brother's, I think, I think my brother's like five nine, five ten, which isn't super tall for a guy. Does he do CrossFit? He just started. So he did mm-hmm. like bodybuilding stuff, just not competitively. Just yeah. that's how he like worked out. And we, we've we been busting his chops for years. And last year during the Open, he the CrossFit Open, he decided he was going to try CrossFit and wouldn't tell me and Chris because <laughs> he was afraid that we were going to be like all over him. And he's like, I just want to figure out him and his, his now wife. Um, they wanted to figure out if they liked it, but yeah. they didn't want any outside interference. And they loved it. Oh, so good. he's now he's now coaching. Um, but he has like no range of motion, no mobility. It's it's hysterical that, watching him. Like he does handstand push-ups on his fist because he can't bend his his hands back. Yeah, that'd so. probably be what I would have to freaking do. It's funny. So when you got into uh, CrossFit, mm-hmm. did you feel like you were good right away? No, I didn't. I didn't understand it at first. When I first got into it, it was more um, it was more fitness. I just wanted to lose the weight. But when I lost the weight, you get more competitive. And CrossFit, mm-hmm. I mean, you're competing against everybody in the class at all times. And I mean, my mom got into it, so I could compete against her. And I would do you know a harder version of the workout. She would be scaled back, but we still could get the same amount of reps and still have the same type of workout, hit the same modalities. And I was so I was competing against everybody. I didn't care who you were. I would compete against you, and I wanted to beat everybody that was in the gym that day. And um, I went to a couple of different CrossFit gyms, and my first open came the following year, and I was top like I don't know 100, 120 in the region, which was really good for my first open. How many are in the region? Um, thousands. So your first one, yeah. you were in the what? Say one twenty. Top like 100, 120. Oh, wow. So I did good, and I really only did the workouts once, like one and done. Didn't really understand it completely, and I was like, wow, I did, like, really good, and I didn't really, like, try that hard. So next year, I was like, I'm, I want to go to regionals. Like, this is my goal. I'm going to go to regionals. So I wrote it down, and the next year I went to regionals, 2014. Do you have to qualify for that? Yeah. So how do you it do that? It was top, um, I think it was top 60 at the time. And I had just missed it the year before by, like, 40 or so spots. So to actually try and make it. The following year was how, how much different is the competition at regionals um for regionals you go to the games so it's it's a top one percent even it's like the top one percent in the world qualify for this stuff how many people are at the regionals um i think it was six at the time it was 60 men and 60 women mm-hmm. and i think it was 30 teams wow so teams so when, had six on there was six on a team at the time when you went to regionals how did you do 
um not awesome it was one of those moments like i i knew like i had the goal to get there like i wanted to i wanted to qualify and get there and when i got there i like i qualified and i was like oh my god i don't know what to do i was like so overwhelmed so i felt like i felt like I got a free pass to the athlete area, if that makes sense. <laughs> so I got to go and I got to hang out with all like the pros and mm-hmm. it was really cool. But I wasn't prepared to compete at like that level at that time. I was more of a spectator that got to work out with the pros. That's how I felt. Did you feel like you did well though for yourself personally? For myself, mm-hmm. yeah. I learned how to do a handstand walk in a matter of like two or three weeks. Um, from being a soccer player my whole life, I don't didn't do gymnastics I didn't know how to walk on my hands and so anything I could do well in I actually did really well um the things that like I couldn't control like I wasn't gonna be able to walk 40 50 feet on my hands like there was no I couldn't handle that so I did well on the things I could do well on and I did poorly on the things that I knew that I couldn't help so were there people that you were like really looking up to that were there um Kind of. I guess at the time I wasn't, I was only a year in a CrossFit. Well, I guess at that point, two years in a CrossFit. So I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the athletes in my area. Like I looked up to um, Julie Fouché at the time. She was one of like the top athletes, but she wasn't in my region. So okay. I wouldn't have been able to meet her at that time. Um, Camille LeBlanc-Bazinet, she was a big deal, but she wasn't in my region. I ended up meeting a lot of athletes at when Wadapalooza started happening. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of the big time athletes at Wadapalooza. When you were there and you saw like a lot of the top girls like walking around, did you think that, <clears throat> okay, that some of these girls got to be taking steroids? No. I always wonder that because there's so many like YouTube videos and exposes on drugs and CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And some of the girls like make you look small and you're pretty jacked. Yeah, so in 2014, so we kind of joke because I'm very um, I'm very naive. Mm-hmm. I always was. I will uh, second that because I've known her for a while now, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very naive. Um, I think I've moved out of my bubble, but I've always lived in a nice little bubble. I, I just, just how I was I would like to up. be in that bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I let people in sometimes. Um, that's just how I was brought up. I just I, I was always very naive, and I, I've I think fought over the years to try and be a little bit less naive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna throw names out, but I did find out that one of my favorite CrossFit athletes is not clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out last summer, and it broke my heart. And that's when I kind of realized that there's more, I guess, going on in CrossFit that I didn't didn't necessarily necessarily believe um, in the past, but now it's. I guess it's like running rampant and people are getting yeah. busted for it now left and right. It's I think it's it's mainly because of the recovery, you mm-hmm. know, like you can just it's like the, when a lot of people were like, well, I don't understand why. Why are pitchers taking steroids? And I'm like, it's not necessarily because they're going to throw the ball faster. It's not going to change that really at all. It's so they can keep throwing the ball over and over and over again and recovering, because if you if you think about it, like you're getting paid millions of dollars to throw this ball as hard as you fucking can. And you throw a hundred balls in a night and then you got to do it again in in five days, you know, the shoulder and elbow are just really not made to be doing that. So if you could take something to make you be able to keep doing that so you can keep on making those millions of dollars, that's why those guys are doing that. And you look at somebody like Lance Armstrong, for Mm -hmm. instance, who now everybody hates the poor guy now, you know, every 
elite level cyclist was doping their blood, just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was kind of silly for everybody to think that Lance Armstrong was that much better than everybody for all those years. Like the second place guy got popped for drugs. The third place got guy all these other guys that he's beating and he's not on drugs it's like he's just the one that hasn't got caught yet and so when he finally got caught it was like unfortunately he said so many things that screwed himself in in that regard because i've learned that when it comes to peds performance enhancing drugs for the naive naive people that might not know what that word means you know that means right Mm -hmm. so when you are honest about it people forgive you way faster you know, like the certain baseball players that were like, look, I did it. People forgave them faster. The ones that continued to lie about it, like A-Rod, for instance, people are like, fuck that liar. And I think that, unfortunately, for Lance Armstrong, his legacy and everything got so wrecked because he still was the best, regardless of using the PEDs. He was beating all the other guys that were doing PEDs, too. Right. But because he got busted now he's like the this this like cheater so like i've seen some of these crossfit girls that are fucking so jacked and like i just know just because i've been doing this for so long like there's just no possible way that you could ever be that jacked no matter how hard you train without using that stuff but i don't think that they're doing it because they want to look a certain way i just think that they're doing it because they want to perform at the highest level and one of the things that kind of bothers me about sports and it's probably not going to change in any of our lifetimes is I just don't understand why athletes aren't allowed to do things to be the best that they can be. That's what I don't get. I, and we've said this before, but I, I can understand if, if everybody's natural and yeah. nobody's taking shit, then yeah, no, there should be just a natty league and there should be a league that everybody's actually going to want to watch on TV because everybody wants to see a dude that can throw a football four times farther than the guys that can't. Nobody wants to watch natural bodybuilding. And I'm sorry, natural bodybuilders, because there there are some good natural bodybuilders. But, dude, going to a natural bodybuilding show is like going to a wet T-shirt contest where no one has boobs. There's not a single (laughs) boob there. It's just nipple on a chest. That's the best. It is, though. (laughs) It it doesn't get applied in any sport that – has to do with the human body Mm -hmm. like it does with anything that let's say human builds let's say like a gaming competition well those motherfuckers are using the fastest computers they can possibly find and whether it's water cooled or cooled by nitrous or or alien technology or whatever those dudes are all using the same thing to have the fastest most awesome computer to play against each other are they allowed to use adderall I, i think that's banned is it So, oh, wow. so okay. you could use whatever you want to make your computer as fast as possible, but you can't make you faster. Yeah. And so, so then with race cars. They use pre-built computers for training. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they, no one gets their own equipment. Ah, oh. pre-built computers? So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so but hold you on a minute. All right, it was but, impressive. Eric, okay, but maybe has, not at a competition, but at your house when you're playing online multiplayer, oh, yeah, you build your computer to be as fast as possible when you're playing competitive. Has anyone got popped for like taking out or all anything like that in these gaming things? Uh, so they're okay. just like, don't take it. You're not allowed. Everybody's taking it. Yeah, yeah. But so, all right. So then, that was a bad example in the in, <laughs> in, in the gaming competition sense. But if you're at home playing multiplayer against other people competitively, you have your shit as fast as you possibly can make it. All right. Well, how about this? This is silly, but y- you know, 
how many gamers are drinking like seven Red Bulls when they play <laughs> so they can be all wired out playing for seven hours. Absolutely. Red Bulls allowed. Yeah. But what, let's say they're like, you know what? You can't drink Red Bulls anymore. Then what's going to happen? The games aren't going to be as good, I suppose, right? Well, same thing. Let's move it to away from computers. Do it to cars. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before there was a turbo invented. Yep. Nobody had one. Mm -hmm. Then once it was invented, everybody was racing yeah. with a turbo. I mean, all the other teams were like, all right, well, we've got a match. Ferrari's got a match McLaren. McLaren's got a match Ferrari to be able to compete on the same level. You've got to make things better. Oh, shit. These dudes are using lightweight carbon fiber rims. Well, that's what we need yeah. to use, too. And so everybody competes with the best of whatever they possibly can to make their team or their person or object, whatever it is, win. Except for bodybuilding. Except for, you know, sports when it comes to the human body. If that motherfucker wants to make the choice to take whatever risks may or may not be associated with performing at the highest level, yep. can we get him and a couple of his friends together and play a real fucking game? Yeah. Because that would be cool to watch. Like, I, I think that, that it, it should be allowed and just governed accordingly by doctors so that yeah. everybody is, is doing everything the right and safe way. And then it'd be pretty cool to see how good everything would really be if people didn't have to sneak around about it because like all these UFC fighters that in the past couple of years have been getting popped, you know, like you have to assume that most of them must be doing stuff. Then these guys are not just the, the renegade guys that are doing stuff and getting caught. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, if there are guys getting caught, that means there's a lot more guys that are not getting caught. You know, they're not just getting the, the, the couple bad sneaky guys and everybody else is like, Oh good. They got rid of those sneaky guys. The other guys are like, Oh, thank God it wasn't me. You know? Right. So, um, I don't know. I and and I, I don't. We don't need to spend that much time about like CrossFit girls taking gear. I just. I always just in all sports. I guess I always go back to the fact that I think it's a shame that PEDs aren't used in a way that could make people perform at an elite level for longer periods of time, because the human body just isn't designed to do most most of this stuff for that long. Or at very least, if you're not going to give them the ability to use drugs that are going to vastly enhance their ability to do something maybe you could at least allow them to use drugs that enhance their ability to recover or have longevity doing it so yep. that way they're they're at the end of their career they're not completely dilapidated yep. and they're like well fuck if i had been able to take this or that you know my joints would have been better or whatever either that or you got to test every single person thoroughly no matter what and i know that costs a lot of money but that's the only way to make it really fair yeah, it costs a lot of money, but how much money does like the NFL make? Of course, like of come course. On. <laughs> but like you know, the guys that are unfortunately like getting caught most of the time that are then the bad guys, right. they're just the unlucky ones. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's all it comes down to. It's just unlucky you got caught. There's probably people doing far more than them that just aren't getting caught. Yeah. But like think about it like this. Um, so CrossFit sponsored by Reebok, mm -hmm. right? So you have all these Reebok-sponsored athletes. Now, I don't know who's doing what, so I'm just going to put that out there. But if one of the Reebok-sponsored athletes and Reebok throws all this money into CrossFit, if one of their athletes gets busted, they're going to pull all their money, right? Yeah. So even if they did test positive, nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. They're going to get away with it anyway. And it's such bad press. Right. So they're it's not, not going to put that press out there in no. CrossFit. They'd, they'd be stupid, too. Who knows, maybe in, you know, another hundred years, 
we'll see some type of change and shift happen in the world like we did with medical marijuana. Yeah. You know how years ago it was demonized yeah. and it was the devil's It'll make you mad and crazy. It'll make all of your women want to go sleep with black men <laughs> and all the craziness that they tried to put into people's minds with videos that were just absolute bullshit just lies and for all the young people out there try to get your hands on reefer badness and watch it that's what they showed to like our parents it's comical in school it's hilarious absolutely comical and they they push that stuff as fact to young people to the the mass public like they pushed it out as fact to keep people away from it and now you know most of the country is legalizing it and using it medically so why on earth that would happen and somewhere down the line, somebody wouldn't say like, hey, yeah, uh, Anavar is pretty good for everybody. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, maybe we'll see that shift. Hopefully before, you know, our time is up here because I would really like to see some super sick like gladiator shit happen on, on NFL. Like, it would be like, it would be like the, the, the remember the video game NFL Blitz? Yes. It would be like running that. up the walls and yeah, shit. Yeah, it would be yeah. like that. Um, it would be like, it would make all sports so more entertaining. Better. Baseball was, first of all, baseball sucks. I don't even understand when people like baseball. It's the most boring game ever. But it was actually cool for a little while when they were kind of letting everybody take steroids. Like, that was when baseball was cool, when you had Maguire and Sosa, like, just all jacked, cranking home runs nonstop. Giant biceps swinging yeah, back to, like, 100 that miles an awesome hour. awesome time, dude. Like, everybody, people that didn't like baseball were like, I'm going to watch these guys hit home runs. Then they took it all away. Those guys were bad. And, like, what's good for home runs in baseball now? Like, 40? It's not like how it used to be. Who knows? I don't it's, the numbers baseball. are nowhere near as cool as they used to be. And somebody's going to like write in and be like, actually, the numbers are. But I know they're not. They're because, better than they are. Because <laughs> nobody's breaking those records. Like All of a sudden, those records were like being broke, broke, broke. And then it, then there was a big drop. Um, like when Barry Bonds did it. Like, And it's so funny because like, to, to people that like you know weren't versed well on the subject, that didn't think anything of it, it's kind of like, how could they get older and better <laughs> and bigger and stronger the whole time you know <laughs> like it's called talent baby <laughs> you just don't got the juice um that was uh that was that was the one time where i thought baseball was exciting when everybody was juiced out see juice makes things better it does um all right so i also want to state now that we've had this whole conversation that i think that those jacked up crossfit chicks are hot I've always thought that they were hot. I think a lot of people get a little intimidated by that. But like when I see them with their fucking socks strapped up and shit, fucking strutting around, I just, I'll watch. I've actually, not to make you guys laugh, I've actually masturbated to the Reebok games on ESPN just watching some of those girls fucking go at it. Is that weird? No, I just. Do you I think that's weird? I don't think it's weird. You're I just couldn't get it thing, done. Right? Yeah. So you have I, don't, I don't think it's weird. I just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just like, I like it. I do. I I don't like think I could do that to any woman that was clothed. They're they're not well, they're not yeah, in much I mean, clothes. They're like we work at they it? just wear sports bras and like little shorts and and high socks. Yeah, the high socks really do it for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't forget the high socks. It's like I'm not even looking at he the outline of their pussy or nothing. Do you see her fucking socks, motherfucker? Yeah. I like the high socks a lot. I do. It completes the uh, completes the look. All right, so you were competing in in CrossFit, mm-hmm. and then what was your next step from there? So it got they they changed the game, right? So it took sixty athletes. Um, 
went went on to regionals, okay, in the men and the women. The following year, they they cut it to 20. Okay. So it got a lot harder. Um, at the time, Grid came out. I don't know if you remember hearing about the Grid League. That no. was um, like a functional fitness team sport. Oh, this is – you didn't even know about this. So I competed for the Baltimore Anthem. It's a pro grid team um, back in, my like, God, 2016-ish. So tell us a little bit more about this. this so grid. they took, say, football Yep. where you could, like think, like, think about it like this. You could turn on a TV and you could see that it's the – third quarter of a football game you could see what the score is you, you, you know where you're at you know how the game's mm -hmm. going you could turn it on any time point in the game so with crossfit you could start watching a metcon you don't really know who's doing what who's in first if you just turn it on you have no idea with the grid league they had four quadrants so you could watch a team compete against another team and if they if one team was in the third quadrant one team was in the first quadrant you knew that the team in the third quadrant was ahead Yes. So they created this sport where you could actually watch in a stadium and you could follow along. You didn't have to know much about it. It was interesting, but it was still functional fitness. So you still had to have, um, you know, gymnastics. You still had to have strength. You need, still needed to do Olympic lifting. You need high level functional fitness. But in CrossFit, you have to be good at everything. Mm -hmm. So you have to be good at gymnastics. You have to be good at maybe a strongman event or two. Um, you have to be able to powerlift and deadlift and do all these things. In grid, if you were really good at moving weight, like you had, you know, you were great at doing clean and jerks, you could be picked up just to do clean and jerks and have to do nothing else. You oh, would wow. run out onto the grid, you would do your clean and jerks and you'd get the hell off and send somebody else in to do 100 pull-ups unbroken. Oh, neat. Because somebody was really, really good at that. Okay, so kind of like that idea? It was special, it was a specialized sport. So I did the minor leagues, and I was um, I was a strength mover. I was very very strong for the minor leagues. Uh, when I went to the pro team, I was a I forgot what they considered me um, a utility player. So you have positions. Well, a utility player meant I could do everything. So okay. I could go out. I could maybe finish off like a round of pull ups, and then go right in and do a whole bunch of snatches. Mm. And so I could do a little bit of everything, but I could do it all. I could do all of it very efficiently. Um, and then you'd bring on a specialist maybe to finish up the snatches, you know, faster because they're stronger, okay. which was fine. So I did that. And then it kind of fell off. I don't think anybody really knows what happened to it. So, so it's I, not around anymore. It's not. Mm. So I was sponsored by Rogue American throughout most of this. And they brought me out for an event. And I met Rob Oberst, who is oh, yeah. he's huge strong man, strong man he's yep. and he's an amazing human if you ever get the chance to talk to him i have not he's an amazing human we spent the whole weekend together did this whole event it was great um but one of the things that they were going to do was lift this um i think it was a trans am deadlift a trans am and nobody could do it of course he could do it um but everybody wanted a photo like holding this trans am so rob would pick it up with one arm <laughs> he'd pick up the trans am and all the girls were getting a photo and i said i I want to actually, I want to pull it. I want to see if I can do it. And I pulled and I pulled and I it moved. It moved slowly, but it moved. And I'm standing at the top and he lets go. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Mm. This was like, I pulled so well on this pull that this was the one pull it was going to go up. And you took that away from me. And he's like, but you held it. Nobody else could stand at the top of the deadlift. He yeah. had, if he let go, they fell. And I held it. The rest of the weekend, I kept trying. I couldn't lift the stupid car. I was so 
mad and I'd never been had by something. I never had something where I wanted to be able to do it physically. I told myself how to handstand walk in two weeks. So Mm. I should be able to lift the stupid Trans Am and I couldn't do it. I went home, had my friend who's a welder build me a deadlift platform, which I have in my backyard. And I learned how to deadlift a car and now I now I can deadlift it for reps. What so, uh, car were you practicing on? It was that was a Trans Am. Um, I had a Lim- Lincoln MKZ at the time. Mm-hmm. So when I got it all done, I was pulling my Lincoln, and then my Mustang actually weighs more than the Lincoln. Lincoln I ended up doing for reps. The Mustang I can't rep it. Wow. Not yet anyway. But um, yeah, just now I can deadlift my Mustang, which is makes for great videos. So how do you <laughs> actually? What do you do? Drive the car onto a lift of some sort that has a bar attached to it that you lift yourself? Yeah, it's a whole big it's a whole big contraption, but the car sits on the back end of it and then it has two handles. And they have like front loaded ones too where you could pull it conventional. Mm-hmm. But the one I have it's um you it's almost like a trap bar deadlift yeah. essentially. Like a hex bar. Yeah. So um, I would just pull it like that. So how much does the Trans Am weigh? I don't know weight wise. Um Somebody said, I want to say it was like we, close we, to a 500 pound deadlift. I just, never got to lift the Trans Am because he ended up selling it, which pissed me <laughs> off even funny. more because that's what I wanted to conquer. You just get to a point in, in powerlifting where you stop using weight as measurement. And you're just like, it's a 94 Trans Am. I mean, that's uh, those <laughs> yes. that, those strongman guys, they lift all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. yeah. I remember like when I was a kid watching them like running with refrigerators and shit. Yeah, it's a 69 you know? Camaro. Odd, odd, odd objects. <laughs> yeah. Anything counts. Anything goes. Just deadlifted two Priuses. <laughs> I feel like the Prius, Prius would, be, would an, be like... an easy lift. <laughs> well, that's why yeah. there's two. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So at that point, after you started deadlifting cars, I started strongman now, at that point. Were you were you were were powerlifters telling you that you should be a powerlifter? Because I feel like when no. anyone when anyone's strong, the powerlifting crew comes out and they're like, "You should powerlift. You should powerlift. Like, shouldn't waste your ability. Yeah, you should powerlift." And uh, I wish that I didn't get sucked into that crew. I think a lot of powerlifters <laughs> are, are going to think that I talk shit about powerlifting a lot, and I don't. I just wish that I didn't do it because it fucked up my bodybuilding. And um, I just think there's better things to do with your time. Um, But the powerlifting group is a very proud group. And they're very like, I don't know, a lot of the powerlifters, they just don't like the other groups, I've noticed too. It's like their group is like the elite group. Um, So I'm surprised that you never got pulled into a powerlifting meet. CrossFit gym. There's no real powerlifting in a CrossFit gym. So I think I just haven't been exposed to it enough. I guarantee if you were doing that in like a regular meathead gym, Mm -hmm. some fat bald guy would come over to you (laughs) and been like, hey, you're pretty strong, but uh, your form's off. I could teach you and then you can get into powerlifting. That's usually how it starts. Um, So so then you, how did you decide that you were going to just go and, and get into strongman? I... Took a seminar, Rob Obers taught. It was, I think, the starting strongman seminar. Um, and so I signed up for a competition. And I said, if I could lose, I was 165 pounds. So I went from 125, can't get pregnant, to 135 when I got pregnant, to 180. And then I was holding 165. And what did you, How did you feel about your physique at 165? I was thick. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think anything bad about it. But when I started cutting weight... So when I was 165, I was like, if I can get down to like 150, because I wanted to compete lightweight, because 165 would be on the 
low end of middle weight. Okay. So I really wanted to be, if I can hit that lightweight division, I'm going to do, I'm going to sign up for a strongman show. So I hit 150 and I was like, holy cow. And I liked how I looked. Mm -hmm. At that point I was like, oh wow, I was getting, I didn't realize I was getting thick. Um, so strong, but thick. Did you lose strength when you went down? No. Oh, good. No, which was shocking. Gab Gizmo, if you're listening to this one. <laughs> so I lost 15 pounds. I didn't lose an ounce of strength. And um, if anything, I felt I felt like I could move better. Yeah, on certain lifts, like the deadlift, you should be able to move a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, for sure. Your leverages are, are a little bit different. So I, I got mean, stronger. if you have extra weight that's not muscle, mm -hmm. it's just in the way. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, so and you, that CrossFit I did better too. I ended up doing better. When you were, I didn't ask you this. When you were doing CrossFit, you mm -hmm. were weighing one sixty five. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because I had to be strong. So the more weight I was putting on, I was able to lift more. Like Olympic lifts, I do better when I weigh more. What about like pull ups and stuff like that? They suffered a little bit, mm -hmm. but not enough. Okay. So. So you went down to one fifty. What's the weight class? One forty. So I hit one fifty, oh, and I was like, all right, all that was my goal. Yeah. So I was like, if I can hit one fifty, I'll sign up for a show, and then it's ten pounds. So I found a show in Connecticut and I signed up and I think I signed up. It was like maybe August. The show was October 1st and I dieted down. Not a lot of time. Jeez. No, I dieted down. It was straight through Olympia and I was holding like 137 before the show. Like wow. I did, didn't even have to water load. Like I felt and I felt and I looked amazing. It was the best I, I ever felt. And I went in, and the worst part about Strongman, because I'm used to CrossFit, were the commands. So they tell you, like, there's an up command and a yep. down command. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to that, which is probably another reason why I haven't tried powerlifting. Yeah. There's those commands, and of I'm course. just not mm – -hmm. I've never done it. So it's new and uncomfortable. Um, so every show I have a goal of something – it's probably something stupid, but I don't want to I don't want to get a um, – like, I don't want to fault. So I don't want – you know, if I do like a jerk, I don't want them to, I don't want to pull the bar down before they say it's a good rep. Yep. So I don't want to make any errors. And my last show I just did in May and I had zero errors the That's entire awesome. time, which was, yeah. And that was your first time doing that? That was my first time having no errors, yeah. So how many times have you competed in? Is it strong woman? No, it's strong man. It's just strong man, it's strong but man. the women's division. Correct. So you call yourself a strong man competitor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm just curious. I think there's heritage that people say that all the time. Like, don't you get offended? And I'm like, no, it's that's the heritage of the sport. Yeah, I uh, I always wonder because with the hashtags, there are strong women hashtags, but I don't know if they're the right hashtags. I haven't like searched through them because you can oh, I don't know. you can uh, you can type in like strong women, and there's a lot that come up, but it might just be like I'm a strong woman, you know? Like right. I, don't, I don't know if it's actually for strong women competing. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could. I mean, you can hashtag anything. Yeah. It works. Um, all right. So you're a strong man competitor. Right. And so how many times have you competed? Not a lot. Um, so I did my first show that October. November, mid-November was nationals. So I took second place at the show, qualified for nationals. And I went up to the, the chair. It was Matt Mills um, was a chair. And um, he said... You know, don't go to nationals. You've been doing this is your first show. It doesn't make sense. You're not ready to compete. You know, he's like, go next year. So I was like, well, it's not like I've never competed. I've yeah. been an athlete for years. It's, it's just a different sport. So I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to learn because my theory on everything is if you stop learning, you start failing. So why wouldn't I go learn and grow? So maybe I don't do great this year, 
but at least I'm growing and I'm learning. So next year I could do better than I did this year. Yeah. So I signed up for nationals and I went. And at the end of the first day, I was in fifth place, which was retarded. There's like no reason that I should have been in fifth place. How many girls are there? Um, I don't remember. Maybe 50 wow. or so. So the top girl got a pro card. The top, I don't know, 10 went to the Arnold. I finished in like 11th place so at the end of the second day. Does Do the pro cards only go to the winners of the classes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. Um, and then you also get the qualification for the Arnold, which is also a very big deal because that's for strongman, that's world. Yeah, of course. That's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. So I left nationals and I had just missed the Arnold by one spot. And I just didn't want to like zero anything. That was my goal for that event because mm -hmm. apparently there was no reason I should have even gone to the event. So I was like, I just don't want to zero anything. Well, I won the deadlift event, took first place. That was the second event of the day. I took like fifth place in the first event. Like I was doing really, what really was well. Your, what was the number that you did in the deadlift event? I think I did 18 reps and it was a frame deadlift. And how so, much did it weigh? Um, three hundred and seventy-five. No, it was more. It was four something. Wow, crazy! It was a frame. Yeah, it was four something. But it to me, it reminded me of a car deadlift, which was my, mm -hmm. you know, my my go-to. So it was what fun. was this? What did the second place person do as far as reps in that one? Um, maybe fifteen reps. I, I think I like more than won it. That's cool. Yeah. So now that you've done that, going into the next. Mm -hmm. national what is your goal is it just straight you want to get the pro card now or is it to i get want in? my pro card okay. so bad so, i'm so hungry what 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 would disappoint you like if you got second and you missed by one so now they're giving it to the top three. Oh wow okay so it's a little bit different um less people go to the arnold so i ended up i actually went to the arnold my first year so i went did my first show Went to nationals, even though I was told I shouldn't go. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up getting an overflow invite to the Arnold. And, uh, you know, and that was like, I had like four weeks to practice everything for the Arnold. And I was like, I'm going. What if I never get to go to the Arnold again? Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. So I went and I competed in the Arnold. And I think I was like top 15 oh, wow. in the world. So that was a big deal for me. That was very cool. And then the following year, I did the Connecticut Strongest Man. I took first place. That's the one I just did the other a uh, couple weeks ago. I took second place this year. Um, and then I went to nationals. So, and then I missed qualifying for the Arnold by one spot. And so wait, how did you do at your second nationals? Um, I think it was 11th place again. That, so, that 11 number. That 11 number. It's like just out, just outside. But this year or last year, I guess I should say, my intention was to only compete at nationals. Mm -hmm. I accidentally qualified for, um, USS nationals as well. And then I took third place there and then I competed in my first pro show I it was pro women's world so I had and then super league happened in the midst of all that so I was I had three huge events in a matter of six weeks so I shouldn't have done I should yeah, have that's said a, no a lot on your body yeah my CNS was shot so how did now a lot of people because super league's newer aren't going to know about super league so mm -hmm. how did that all happen did somebody just call you on the phone and said hey or DM you I sent an email to the league and I, I was like what is this like I saw a new sport like what is this and um, they're like oh you should try it so when I was out at nationals my first nationals I had a meeting with the owners of the league and they're like oh we're going to be having an event in Montreal you know that would be like the next possible one for you to do so I was like alright like if you if the event definitely happens you know I'll do it 
So I went out there and I won. So I ended up being the interim world champ for my first ever Super League event. And I held that title through all of 2017. And then how did you lose the title? I didn't lose the title. I maintained it this year. Oh, so you're still the, you're still still, the champ. Yeah. So how long have you been the champ for? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Champ and still. And still. And, still. and in my first one, um, you were able to like watch everybody's scores get posted. And all day I was in like, I was like the top athlete, top female athlete. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And all the athletes, all different weight classes are coming out. And I'm like, oh, I'm still on top. This is I guess I'm just better than everybody. Yeah, like <laughs> it didn't matter how big the girls were. I was still the f so I took first place overall for all the females in all the divisions, and I took third place out of all the men in all the Damn. divisions. Killing it. Yeah. Who were the first two men? Um, I think Reggie Jupiter may have won the whole thing. He's a he also he's bodybuilding and CrossFit okay. out in Montreal. I don't remember who took second place. Um, how many people do Super League? Like, how many people are competing? I don't know. All right. So, for those uh, of the, the people that are listening that don't know anything about Super League, can you explain it so they can understand it? Sure. So, I want to say that your best bet is to learn how to do Metcons if you're going to get into Super League because one of there's three different, um, I guess platforms events, if you will. Uh, one is more CrossFit style. They hate calling it that, but it really is. When you're doing a Metcon, it's more that kind of functional fitness style. You're throwing pull-ups in and um, jump ropes and um, squatting and push press, and it kind of gets more dynamic. So you have to be somewhat good at CrossFit. Then you have the um, more powerlifting style mm -hmm. where they call it like max out. So you, it's um, your bench press, your um, squat, and your deadlift. So they'll you'll hit like three reps at each um at each movement and you only have a, sh a short period of time i think it's like six minutes to do each movement and then you move on to the next movement but you can't move on until your time's done um you're doing all this on the same day no how how is it broken down? no you um you have like th they had like this that weekend super league weekend they had friday saturday sunday so okay. you had three days or this year you could have done it at home so I did two of the events at home and then did one on Sunday. This way then I was fresh. How do you do it at home? Um, you just videotape it. You videotape everything, show them your weights. And each day mm -hmm. that you're doing these things, how long are you actually lifting for each day? It depends on the event. Mm -hmm. So max out, I think it's six minutes. So 18 minutes with that. Um, the CrossFit style one is like 16 minutes. And then there's a bodybuilding type one where you do um, – You'll do like weighted pull-ups and strict press and um, dumbbell curls, um, squatting, bench, that kind of stuff too. That one's a little longer. I think that one's like 24 minutes. That one, I think I felt like I was going to die. Wow. That was rough. Do you think that – do you see Super League growing? Um, I mean, I hope so. It's fun. It's definitely fun. You hope so, but do you see it growing? Like CrossFit, everybody saw it explode. Yeah. You know, like there's no denying that. I don't know a lot about Super League. I know like the big name people like Larry Wheels and stuff that right. do it. We have a kid on the team, Alex Wolf, that does mm -hmm. it. But outside of that, I don't really know all that much about it. It was, start it was started by the guy that owns uh, Las Vegas Athletic Club, correct? Yes. And um, But not that long ago, right? Only a few years ago? Maybe three years. So it's new. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I don't, I, I, it's like, I don't really see too much about it on social media. I don't really see much at like, you know, the Arnold and stuff like that. Do they do anything like that? They like, don't have the Arnold. No, mm. they just did the Olympia. That was like their big thing. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing, they're trying to make it more where you're competing in like a stadium. Like you come out and it's like going to a wrestling event. And yeah. I've seen some videos that they've yeah. done that have been pretty cool yeah. um, from a marketing standpoint. They definitely want that wow factor. Do you think that it's, do you think that it's too hard to get a lot of people to do it? No. I think that there's so this year they had a lot of people that I mean they had strongman competitors they had um like they had me in there they had um but I've done it now for a couple of years they had like uh Brittany Diamond is a pro um they had um they had some bigger names too. How do the weight classes work there? It's they have they have a lot more they have like angel weight, featherweight, lightweight Middleweight, heavyweight, they they had a lot of weight. So, classes. what's your weight class there? Lightweight. Uh, actually, no. I was lightweight for the first year. This year, I broke under one thirty, and I was what is that? I guess I was featherweight. I think I was considered featherweight this so that, year. So that's ten pounds less than your um, than strongman mine. weight. Yes. Do you for for now? But for the strongman, you go back up to. 140, yeah. Well, USS, I compete at 132, which is a cut that I hate to make. Okay. It's very painful for me, but I do it. Um, when you first met me, I was 128 pounds. Yeah, you were that pretty was my, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I like 140. 140 is where I'm comfortable walking around. So when is the next competition? September. will be Nationals in West Palm. This is Strongman Nationals? Yes. And you get the pro card there, right? Yes. That's the plan? That's the plan. When is that? September 5th, 6th, 7th. Oh, so no, I was no. just making sure it didn't interfere with the Olympia. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the first, it's like the first week of September. All right. So from now till then, you're not training for anything else, right? No, this is it. I'm not screwing that up again. Where does the Super League stuff fall? I think they're pushing it to November, December. Oh, so, so they're after. not doing it Olympia weekend and this you're going to keep doing that also? I'd like to. Do you have any injuries? Um, <laughs> I don't really like to call things injuries. I have like I have like a delt thing, like my delt's a little sore. But it's a delt thing. It's a, a delt sore. thing. It's not an. It's not We're injured. Like I just like stim. I would love to have a couple of those. Right. It's not injured. Mm -hmm. It's, it's stim a thing. And ice. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't have anything that restricts me. That's no. good. Yeah. You probably have very strong tendons. I think that s certain people, like people that are typically good at CrossFit or powerlifting or strongman, have better tendons than than the average person. Because muscle is muscle. Muscle, soft right. tissue grows. It, it repairs at the rate that it does. But when you wreck your tendons and your ligaments, they're just wrecked. You know, they're never the same ever again. Also, muscle actually doesn't age the way that joints and tendons do. Like soft tissue, if you keep it healthy, it'll keep performing and performing, performing. The skin ages, the bones age, the ligaments age. But the soft tissue can stay healthy. And that's why, that's why you ever look at like an old guy that's been running his whole life and he's got jacked, good looking calves. It's because he's just continued stimulating them all those years. And so you can also take like an old guy that decides that he's going to get on some HRT in, in his fifties. And then all of a sudden in his sixties, he's got way more muscle. Everything looks good, but he's got that old skin, right? And the skin, you can't turn back the time on, but the muscle you can keep improving. But when the joints and the tendons are beat up, they're beat up. So Staying healthy for you is, is you know, you'll probably just keep getting better as long as you stay healthy with yeah. everything. Well, one thing I learned, I guess, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I I did get hurt. I tore my pack. Oh, that's um, a rough one. It, it was, yeah, it was a partial tear. And um, how did you do that? Handstand push ups. So, yeah. those, 
Those strips. Not on the bench press yeah, like most people. No, no. I know. It's a weird one. I was doing a workout and I remember, I'll never forget it. Chris came over to me and he was like, it was like 50 strict handstand pushups and I suck at hand, strict handstand. I could kip them all day, but I could, it's the strict ones I hate. Um, and I was doing them and it was in my program and I'm like, well, coach wants me to do 50 strict handstand pushups and I'm in the, it's a Metcon. I'm clearly not getting the stimulus of the Metcon. So he comes over to me as a coach and he's like, Kristen, just kip them. Like this is, this is embarrassing to watch. Just let's just move on. And I was like, I'm going to do, he wants to do 50. I'm going to do 50. I'm going to get through them. So I do my 50. I go, I start to bang out muscle ups and I kip up and I hold myself and I can't press. And I'm like, oh, something's not. Something's not connecting. Something's wrong. So I come in the gym the next day and I can't even do a pull up. I'm like, oh, something's not right. Something's really wrong. So I go to the doctor and I have a partial tear in my pack. So you tore your pack, but you didn't even feel it tear? I didn't feel it tear. What a machine. No, but the pain that I had afterwards and every time I tried to get into any kind of movement where I would have to activate anything in my pack was unbearable. Did it get all black and blue? No. Not at all. No, it was partial tear. Mm. So we PT'd it back to full strength. And that year I wasn't supposed to do the open. And I said, I have to because it's the open and I have to do it. And I didn't sit it out. And it was one of my best finishes. How long ago was this? This was 2015 or 16 open. So three years ago about? Yeah. Does it bother you at all now? No. No, I actually, I learned a lot of things about my body and, and how to move properly. Mm-hmm. Like, we literally took me down to, like, how to do a push-up properly and built up from there. And, um, I mean, it wasn't, we're not talking, like, PT with, like, little bands. And, like, he beat the hell out of me for months and had me literally ready to go. Wow. So. That's uh, unfortunate, but at the same time fortunate that you didn't mm-hmm. have to have reconstruction on it. Right. But the thing I learned was I learned to listen to my body. So my yeah. body says no. I've actually listened to it. So if I'm supposed to do, you know, deadlifts today and my body's saying like, oh, Kristen, not you really shouldn't do that today. You are beat up. I, I'll, I won't do deadlifts today. I could do them tomorrow. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. That's very good advice, listeners. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I tell you guys all the time. Your body, when it's telling you that something hurts bad, that's mm-hmm. a message and you have to listen all the dumb times that when I was young that I was like, I can push through this pain. I can push through this pain. All I did was keep making myself way worse. Mm-hmm. And now I can't do most of the things that I used to love doing because of all the bad injuries that I suffered over the years that if I didn't have an ego or if I didn't want to be you know, so tough, I could have listened and still been doing a lot of that fun stuff now. So you have to listen to your body. That's good advice. So. Now that you have been doing, um, you know, like these big expo events and stuff and you're watching the bodybuilding and, and fitness and figure shows, have you have you thought to yourself about possibly getting into physique competitions? Up until, what, what was it, last week I did that one show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kay Graham handed out trophies for us up in uh, last oh, minute too. She bailed us out because we didn't have anybody up there. I was very happy. I saw the picture. That she came yeah. through. I thought you looked super hot, actually, on stage, holding up the uh, the bikini girl's arms like well, that, actually. You. you had the stance down. <laughs> that's that's actually the proper stance. So he's going to kill me for saying this, but um, Chris showed me how to do the stance. <laughs> oh, Chris knew. <laughs> how did he know? He, well, he's, 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 he's really good. Like, he'll study everything. He's yeah. very, very good with that stuff. So we go in, and we're watching the show and how it's all happening, and there's other girls giving out awards before me. 
And he's like, you have to like this is how all of the people are doing it. You have to do it like this, or you're gonna look stupid. And he's like, you don't embarrass me. I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. So I'm trying to do like the stance and the toe point, and and he's he's ripping me apart. He's so mean. Yeah, so but when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, she must have done this somewhere else before. No, no, Chris made sure that I knew exactly how to stand every time. That is hilarious. Yeah, he was very meticulous with that. <laughs> Um, so getting out of, we, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about fitness, which is what I wanted to talk about with you anyway, but getting towards the end of, of this episode, I want to talk about some of the cool things that you do outside of the gym. And my favorite one being all of the reptile stuff. So we can talk about that a little bit. It's my favorite. But you at first were not a reptile person, right? No, I was afraid. Well, we had a bearded dragon. Which doesn't even count, by right? The way. It's like it's like when, having when, a dog. When, in a when tank, people yeah. are like, "Oh, my kid wants a reptile," and like the parents don't want a reptile, they're like, "What should I do?" I'm like, "Get him a bearded dragon." It's very simple. Yeah. It's like the easiest thing to do. They care just of. sit there. You can't screw it yeah. up. Yeah. See, that really. Shelby has a beard or had a bearded dragon. That really makes she, me what feel she bad. Do? Did she kill it? I think when she moved, she just gave it away. Okay. I'm like, well, <laughs> give it away. You could bring that thing anywhere. When I was a kid, I thought that like bearded dragons are the coolest thing ever because I really liked that movie Holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a large one. So that is a large, <laughs> that's a large. Video. I really liked that movie because, you know, Shia LaBeouf is awesome. Yeah. And um, I actually read the book. So oh. when the movie came out, I was like, fuck yeah, I love that book. I'm going to go watch this movie. So I, you know, watch holes, become obsessed with bearded dragons. I, of course I want one. Of course I want a cool colored one. Yep. So they have some cool colored ones, dude. Mm -hmm. They have some really sick different like, like morphs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've got like crazy, like rainbow colored mm -hmm. bearded dragons now and like all kinds of craziness. So I'm like, Psh, I want one of these awesome things. So I bought a young, uh, little baby bearded dragon that had like, I didn't know this. I don't think from a breeder. This was years ago. Okay. Um, from a breeder that had like, when I went to his house, he had like hundreds of multicolored bearded <laughs> dragons in his house. Weirdest part was he was like a really ghetto thugging black dude with gold teeth that drove a motorcycle that. I never would have guessed. Wow. Sold bearded dragon. Do, do you remember the name of his like his uh you know his his facility? His this uh, was like his a business? side hustle. This is like, oh, it was just his side hustle. Yeah, this was out of his apartment. I got these beardies, yo. No, I was at a pet store one day talking to the girl behind the counter. Oh, he lured you out? About no no no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the pet store talking to the girl about bearded dragons and they were like, We don't sell bearded dragons and the dude behind me was like, I sell bearded dragons. <laughs> yeah. I was like, That's hilarious. Yo, you I got sell these, bearded I, dragons. I got these beardies outside. I got these beardies outside. And you went to his house. Yeah, I went to his house. Oh my god, yeah. my That's mom would have killed me. And uh well actually me and my cousin went to his house <laughs> and we both got bearded dragons. You lived. So and you left the pet store and just drove to his house. Yeah. How far was it? Like ten minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, no. Um, was there anything about it that like spooked you out going there? Mm, How old were you? Uh, probably like sixteen. All right, my so, cousin's a little older than me though. Now, when you got there, did you think that you were going to see like a few, a lot? Like, what did you expect? Well, he had he was there getting like stuff for them, like lights or something for them, and for new ones, new cages that he got, mm -hmm. and um, he was like. Yeah, like I'll show you pictures of all the bearded dragons at my house. So I could see that like the dude had a ton of bearded dragons and I just didn't expect when I got there that literally floor to ceiling, almost every room of his house was filled with different wow. types of bearded <laughs> dragons. I was like, this is like your real deal hustle. He's like, I love bearded dragons, man. I was just like, this is insane. And how, sorry that I'm doing that. It's annoying. My phone is broken. It's good. And it's like the only way I can get it to turn back on. How uh, 
expensive were they? How, what was he charging? He for? he had like there was it would range like depending on what colors you wanted and how crazy it was. You could get like uh, a more expensive one, but I think we paid like eighty or ninety bucks each for the little ones that we got. That's and reasonable. Of course, like I and it, but like he had you know the the older versions of the same breed already fully grown and like the colors were insane once they were big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got so much brighter and crazier and. I just could not keep a fucking bearded dragon alive. I killed like three. Uh, I did oh, everything man. I could. I literally did. I bought. I bought everything you could buy to keep bearded dragons alive, and just they all. Just you know what? I'll tell you what's what's hard to keep alive. Fucking leopard geckos. <laughs> they are so goddamn hard to keep alive, and it's like it's a lot the, of my the, fun, the funniest thing is like they're so lame. Like people, <laughs> do th- shit. people think they're cute. Like girls are always like, oh, the geckos are cute, but they don't really do shit. They just sit there. And like, I mean, you could take it out and handle it, handle them. I actually sent uh, Chris a video of my leopard gecko uh, this weekend. And uh, it's a random little side story there. So, but like after I hold them for a few minutes, I'm like, all right. And then I, then I put them away. And so <laughs> I've had four leopard geckos and I'm down to one. And um, it's funny because like I was talking about it with the guys at the pet store that I go to the jungle. And this one kid, Lorenzo, he doesn't work there anymore. And he was like, Man, I got rhinoceros iguanas. I got a water monitor. I got this. He goes, like, listen to all his shit. And he goes, I cannot keep a goddamn leopard gecko to stay alive. And I'm like, really? You too? And he's like, he's like, man, it's just hit or miss. He's like, some people have them them things for years. And then we got a lot of people in here that, that are like, you know, my leopard gecko died after two weeks or this oh or that. Um, and that's the that's like the only one. Like, I've had things die over, over the years. That's the only one that I've had, like, straight bad luck on. Mm. Started out with two, then decided that I was going to get two more. And so I had four. And um, the first pair, the first one died pretty fast. And the second one lived for a while. And then of the second pair that I got shortly after that, uh, one of those is still alive. And the other one died not fast, but like within a year or so, it just they get weird, and then all of a sudden they get like all skinny and weird, and then they they don't want to eat for whatever reason. And you can, there's unfortunately not a lot of like doctors for this kind of stuff. Like you can find specialists, but it's not like you can go to the regular like where you bring your cat and dog and be like, hey, my le- my my uh, my leopard geckos needs a surgery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are specialists down in Florida because there's so many like people that do reptiles down here. There are specialists that'll do stuff like that. Um, and we show the vets in our area how to handle the snakes. Yeah, they're like, they what the know. fuck? What do I do with this creature? How many snakes do you guys have? I think it's at 45. And I think tomorrow we have another one coming. Is this going to be the pair for your Daisy? It is. Aww. So um, Daisy is my Burmese python. Yeah, Daisy is her Burmese python. Know. Very pretty. She's going to be huge. Um, what's the biggest snake you have right now? We have two reticulated pythons they're super dwarfs so they're eight feet a piece that's good so i think those are our biggest can't even get articulated pythons down here there's they don't they don't allow the permits anymore oh really yeah florida changed the rules um you can't even they don't even want you having tegus anymore now so you're grandfathered in if you have them ready uh but going forward they 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 cut off um it's funny because when this happened everybody was sending it to me because they figured that like (laughs) that i would want to know um, they cut off. There's a number of things they cut off. They cut off reticulated. Pretty sure Burmese. Yeah. Um, 
obviously anacondas, uh, certain like large monitors. Because what, what's happening in Florida is these idiots. Like Florida's like the capital of the world for these idiots that let their shits just go out into the wild. Are we about to get on a super snake topic? Because yes. I will talk about super snakes. For We're going to take a few minutes to talk about super snakes and we'll wrap <laughs> it up after that. So in Florida, all these idiots that don't want to take care of their snakes and shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And they do this with, with large lizards too. There was a, a, a point where like there was this little part of Florida that had all these massive monitors that obviously don't live in this little part of Florida that were eating people's cats and dogs. And they were just, they grew to that point. But the snake problem is in the Everglades, all these different snakes that people are letting out have started morphing into these crazy weird new species. Oh, they're breeding together all yeah. different types yeah. of snakes. And they're getting these monstrous, crazy snakes. Well, like there's this apparent, very possible theory that if an anaconda and I guess one of those reticulated pythons were to get together that they are close enough in genome that they could create a hybrid snake, which would be the best parts of both of those snakes together and less of the downsides. And it would just be a giant, really fast moving killer worm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So they're now because of that, they like put this law out this year. It, w- it was either this year or the end of last year. It's too late. Where they were like, no, now you guys are not allowed to have all this shit. But they're already roaming. Yeah, I mean, they're out there. People find snakes and like big water snakes in their toilets here all the time. Yeah. Oh, crazy man. shit. Like you open up your toilet seat and boom, there's an anaconda head in your fucking I mean, we toilet. found Josh found a snake right in my driveway one yep. day that wasn't supposed to be there. Yep. Oh, wow. He ran inside. He was like, dude, there's a fucking snake in your driveway. And I went outside and I was like, that's somebody's ball pie. I almost hit it. I almost hit it with the car. It was, it was at night and I was driving. We leave in his house and I'm driving away and in the the headlight just a little bit i seen what it looked like a puddle like water moving right. and then it moved moved and i was like water don't fucking move like that <laughs> so i stopped and i turned i got out of the car and i turned around and i was like there's a motherfucking snake in the middle of the road outside this dude's house and it's not his snake i don't think and like, it came uh, to my house which is hilarious yeah so of all funny. the places to go pj take care of me <laughs> yeah literally we still have it right uh i think clay has that snake now did clay take that snake yeah, so when Clay... Did you rescue snakes too? <laughs> yeah, so we rescued the snake. Well, I was like, maybe somebody lost it. So I it was we, really sh- we shot a video and I was like, hey, did somebody lose a snake around Meisner? I have it. If you want, you know, DM me. And uh, I got two DMs from Genova fans. One of them was like, I'll take the snake plus 50 bucks. And then another <laughs> one said something stupid. So we just brought it to the office and, and, and kept it and gave it a nice life. One of our guys got really into snakes. And so when he <clears> left... Uh, he asked if he could take the snake with him, and I was like, yeah. Um, so you guys have 45 snakes. Yeah. Are you doing any other reptiles? No, right just now it's just snakes. snakes. Yeah, we do want to do one of those, I don't even know, you can't call it a farm, I guess, but where you take like your reptiles around to like schools. And, oh, cool. Yeah, I thought that'd be really neat. But um, we actually spoke to the ASPCA because we work with them a lot, and um, they're going to help us get our Schedule 1C, I think, is a not-for-profit. So I think we're going to start to do something with that eventually. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to have uh, more time where I can get back into doing stuff with the reptiles again. I, I have My reptile game has completely halted, and it's, it's actually even taken steps back. But I will be moving some of the reptiles here. I'm excited. Well, not here, the, the new building, which I'm pretty excited about. And um, then I may, may start expanding again. But probably wait until 
all the FDA stuff is over before I start looking into <laughs> doing more. 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 We got to get. Rid I, of I, what I really want to get into is water monitors, but that's a a little ways away from now. That's like custom enclosure yeah. type yeah. shit. Fun stuff. Um, so I know you said you wanted to to close out here soon, um, but I, I just thought this was interesting. I usually don't spend as much time on the computer as I, I have during the podcast. So I didn't want you to think that, you know, it was anything to do with you or that I was disrespecting you during your podcast mm-hmm. time or anything. But a couple of things had come up regarding Legion that I wanted to get taken care of as fast as possible. So this was the next email that came into the sponsor email after the one that I really needed to get done. Okay. So I started reading it and now I just think that it is perfect to put on the podcast so being that we're talking about uh strong strong men and women and you know diving into kind of a new part of fitness in the sport for blackstone i got a email to sponsor which goes like this it says hello my name is and i'll, I'll leave that out for them <laughs> um it says i am a professional cornhole player Yes, Cornhole has professional players. I play for the American Cornhole Organization, (laughs) which thousands of players compete, and only the top 80 players in the world are considered professional players. Cornhole is one of the largest and fastest-growing sports in the world right now, runs on ESPN, and also looking to be an Olympic sport in 2020. Wow. I'm currently seeking sponsorship. A sponsorship would cover my travel expenses to compete in these tournaments. In return, I will wear the company's logo on my professional jerseys, interviews, and promote the company through my social media pages. If this is something you may be interested in i would love to hear from you if not i totally understand cornhole is growing is a growing sport so many are not too familiar with how popular and fast the sport is growing as far as the sponsor it would be fifteen hundred dollars and once again that's for my travel expenses tournament cost and handling the having the company logo added to my jerseys looking forward to hearing from you thanks in advance what is cornhole oh my goodness so much fun cornhole is when you set up it's like a box with a hole in it and you set up two across across from each other and you throw sandbags oh that's cornhole yeah Yeah. that's gonna be in the olympics no way it is looking to be an olympic sport in 2020 (laughs) there's a lot of things right now it runs on espn that's hilarious that it's a lot of fun. Is, if you ever had any curiosities go through your mind as to what some of the emails come through on my end, that's pretty stuff damn like that. funny. Stuff like that. Blackstone Labs sponsoring cornhole. We might do bocce ball, maybe. Uh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually had another one similar to this, but was more just bodybuilding uh, tuned. That I had, to, I sent, I forwarded it to Billy, and I was like, "Is this possible?" The dude was saying that he has been competing in bodybuilding competitions since 1994 okay and has done like six a year every year since then and still is not a pro amazing and is like looking to go and i was like wait a minute hold the fuck on i sent it to billy i was like is this seem possible he's like no a lot of shows for a year too isn't it (laughs) like no you can't there's no way (laughs) so i mean i still accepted the guy because i'm not going to tell him he's a liar but (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was interesting. Um, before <laughs> before we finish off this time, uh, do you have anything that you want to plug or say before we go? Because you do have other stuff going on. I do. As a beat. Oh. <laughs> 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 so um, this year, um, so we have the with the snakes. We have forty five snakes. The reason we have them is because we have a company called SFB Exotics. So if anybody wants to um, purchase a SFB original snake, definitely hit me or my husband up. Um, 
if you're looking for a bearded snake. A bearded <laughs> snake, right. So leading me into the next plug would be um, our other company, SF Beard, which stands for some fucking beard. If you're not catching the SFB um, in every single one of our companies, that um, came from my Instagram handle. So K Graham SFB does not stand for Kristen Graham's Facebook, which some people thought that that's what that meant. Everybody thought that's what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> SFB stands for stronger, faster, better. Gotcha. And it's just something that I, I've always said um, since I got into like, I guess seriously into fitness. Mm-hmm. So um, I am the sole owner of Stronger, Faster, Better Nutrition, oh, um, which used to just be nutrition, and now it's nutrition and programming. Oh. So I and nutrition, programming, and accountability are the three pillars of my business. So if you're looking for a coach um, in nutrition and or programming, I'm your girl. So that's what the SFB stands there for, and it's, it's kind of not our Facebook. It's not my Facebook, but it's kind of plugged into the three businesses and everything kind of came under an umbrella and Very I work cool. with my husband. Do you have anybody that does the coaching, has a snake and a beard all together? Do I have like anybody that I work with? Yeah, did anybody come in and they're like, look, I want a snake, I got a beard, a beard and I want you to coach Missing me. the beard. I have snakes and fitness, but I don't have the beard right. trifecta. No, that, that'll a be a, a, a good accomplishment when you have that. No, The yeah. trifecta. I, well, Chris, I mean, does he count? Is he's no, almost he doesn't down count. 30 nope. pounds. Nope, he doesn't count. Uh, spouses do not count. Oh. If you are looking but it's good they're helping him because I won't even help Marissa. I, I, I'll take her to the gym and that's it. I don't want to be responsible for her nutrition. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that on me. I get mad. She gets mad at me. She's like, just help him. me. You help everybody else. If you are looking to increase the just overall lusciousness and audacity of the way your beard looks, definitely look into the products that some fucking beard uh he sent me the oil and also the wax are you gonna love this did he send you the uh, massage oil because we'll have to bring some of that over so we came out with massage oil which also um we've been told has doubled as lube truth (laughs) and it's actually amazing good to know so um I mean, I love all the beard products. Like, I, I've actually made a video on my story when you guys first sent it to me. I hate anything I've ever put in my beard ever before your products. Well, thank you. Just for the simple fact that I don't like the way 99.9% of the shit out there smells. Yeah. It just smells weird. Even if they try to put a good scent into it, they have too many other things in it that you smell more than whatever citrus or lavender they try to mask it with. And all the SFB products, I feel like... In, in huge contrast to everything else, they you feel them, you feel them working, and then after a couple of hours, it, you go back to feeling normal. Whereas everything else leaves my face feeling greasy for like right. days, and I'm like, why did I use this shit four days ago and I can still feel it on my skin under my beard? It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, that can't be clean, you know? So, I awesome, awesome. The, the beard oil is my favorite, and then if you're looking to like curl your mustache or keep anything in there, the wax is killer. So yep, hard to bomb. find good beard shit. That's yeah. good to know, Thank guys. You. Good to know, listeners. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well I think we covered a lot, right? It's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> having you on today. <laughs> very diverse, diverse subjects. I think this is probably the first uh, female guest that we've had that didn't get bombarded by like dick questions. Yeah. So you, you survived. I was that. hoping that there would be at least one. People yeah. are probably intimidated. I think so. I was actually going to talk about your boobs a lot, but then I was like, it's not going to flow with the rest of the podcast. I feel yeah. like we've talked about them yeah. a lot on the live. So I just like, I like them on my own. How about that? We'll leave it at that. Catch them on the they're, live. They're good. So on uh, that note, we're going to end this like we always do with a peace out. Bye.